Radio Pulpit, 6.57 a.m., your daily companion. I greet you in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and I humble myself and I wash your feet. Please allow me and I surrender myself completely to the Spirit of God that I may do so. Wash my feet too. We don't have to be together to do that. Um, the Bible says we all form the part of the body of Christ. So wherever we add, provided we're standing at the right place, we're washing each other's feet, we're strengthening each other. My brothers and sisters, <laughs> the Lord bless you. We're discussing the glory, the glory, the glory of God. We'll continue on this subject of the glory of God. And uh, we're looking at the shadow where it started or where we see the practical example of this manifestation of the glory of God with people, humans like me and you. And then we take it into the New Testament and we see how it was fulfilled. And we know with um, the New Testament, for all believers, it started in the book of Acts chapter 2 when the reign of the glory of God reigned as uh, tongues of fire upon the apostles. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Father, we commit this uh, discussion, this excursion, we commit into your divine hands. And I humble myself to be a vessel that can be honored and used. Use me, Spirit of God. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. This is Radio Pulpit. Your companion in a search for meaning. And I'm Esther, formerly Sipati. And um, the glory of God, we, we, we're going to delve largely because I spoke a lot about judgments of God and the wrong and wrong even in seeking to please God. That we cannot, we cannot expect to receive the glory of God in that kind of position. Now, we're taking it to um, another level or angle as to what is the glory of God. The glory of God is literally the presence of the Most High God, the presence of Jehovah, the presence of the Creator, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob, the presence of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, bless the Lord, that brings the glory. His presence, when he's there, then there has got to be something that is tangible, that is physically visible to the sight that God is here. God is in this. God is part of this. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. We, we, we looked uh, largely at um, how... Can we access this? The book of Acts says the disciples, and I'm paraphrasing, the disciples were in one accord. But no, the disciples, while the presence of God manifested, the disciples were hungry for the presence of God. The disciples had been walking with the Lord Jesus Christ and had the presence of God all the time because the Christ Jesus carried the glory of God. He was fully and wholly submitted to the presence of God and the will of God. And that's why he would say, I only do what my father do. And I only say what my father says. Bless the Lord. And so at his crucifixion, when he was glorified and translated now into heaven so that this glory may come upon everybody who receives the salvation of the Most High God, 
um, it was demonstrated in the book of Acts chapter 2. But I'm going to take you back a little bit. So we, we're going to delve in the shadow. Because if God did it with Moses, if God did it with the Israelites, because he said they were righteous, he said they were worshippers. How can it not manifest upon us if indeed we are true worshippers of God? And we have to check this out and ask God, God, how come it cannot manifest in the same manner? And how come God shows us and he wants us to inquire? We know his ways are not our ways. Um, Isaiah 55 says so he says my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are way higher than your own and I'm paraphrasing there as well but Jeremiah 29 you will seek me you will find me bless the Lord when you seek me with all your heart Bless the Lord. I'm connecting that with the disciples when they were in the upper room. They were not just seeking God's presence. They were not just seeking the voice of God. Or, um, they were seeking the glory of God with all their hearts, the presence of God. As uh, the Lord Jesus had prepared them, even Matthew 28, when he gave them the mandates um, um, before they got there in um um, scriptures such as Luke chapter 10, 11, he took them into now the fields to work so that they could see this presence, so that they could, they were submitted under his anointing. And so when that was changed and now they were alone and they had to learn now to access that presence of God without the Lord Jesus Christ, it was a challenge. But they had seen the master at work. He never sweat. <laughs> he just submitted. He just surrendered. He just surrendered. Bless the Lord. So our exodus from the world into salvation and into heaven walk as believers is very reminiscent of what Israel went through when they left Egypt. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And I'm going to read the book of um, Exodus chapter 13. I'm going to read two verses there, 20 and 21, to make you understand and just remind you when you say, yes, Lord, provided you stay true to the faith, provided you stay true to one God, creator of heaven and earth, he will never leave you nor forsake you. Ha, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And God wants you to know that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Provided we, no, I'm not talking about errors. Errors are there. Errors. Um, we, we, we're navigating the walk that is attacked by the enemy. We end up doing wrong things because we, we're fighting all the time. We are soldiers in the war. And um, God wants us to know that he loves us. He's with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And this is truthfully the spirit of God, the presence of God. May you receive the tangible presence of God. He is with us. Teach us, Holy Spirit. Receive deliverance in every area of your life because I'm pausing because his presence is here because when he's present, 
He'll also tell you what to say and do. You don't just continue. I have a purpose to teach and speak about largely the glory of God. But he says, I must make you aware. If your heart is seeking him, receive him now. And I bind the powers of darkness that are hindering your walk with God and receive him. Just ask him. Just ask him. Where you at, where he's placed you, God empower your children. Just receive his empowerment. He's endowing you with power that you fulfill the call, that you finish the race. And like the Apostle Paul, you say, I've ran the race. I have finished the race. I'm just waiting for that crown of glory to be put upon me. Christ Jesus also said, I have finished that which my father had sent me to do. Why? God wants us to know, bless the Lord, when we are at the right places and when we have accomplished what he wants and when we have finished all the mandates that he's given us. God wants us to know that this has been fulfilled. Bless the Lord. Don't walk blind. Enemy enemy is trying to blind the Christians, my brothers and sisters. God, break and destroy those blinding eyes, those blinding cataracts, spiritual blindness, spiritual deafness, spiritual um, um, insensitivity and insecurities, false humility. I bind you. I bind you over all true saints and believers and all those who seek God truthfully right now, whether they are believers or not, in Jesus' name, you lose them. Amen. Bless the Lord. God wanted you to know that, and I had to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. And he wants you to know that you will not ever be forsaken by him if you stay in that true position before him. If you stay in that true position before him, bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Now, the book of Exodus, chapter 13, um, we're going to read um, verse 20 to 21. It's it's a huge chunk and it's a heavy subject, but we'll take uh, one piece at a a moment and we will chew that. (laughs) The glory of God. And it reads as follows. So they took their journey from Sakoth and camped in Etham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way. The pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Bless the Lord. I'm going to read that scripture again. Notice that. That pillar of cloud never left them. And I'm going to read that scripture again. So they took their journey from Sakoth and camped in Itham at the edge of the wilderness. And the Lord went before them by day in the pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and by night, he did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of of all the pillar of fire by night from before the people. I've got to reiterate verse 22. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Amen. Um, That signifies the New Testament. I'll never leave you 
nor forsake you. Here it was visible to the eye. But today we know it uh, by knowing spiritual as um, insight. God confirms that he is there. He is there. He is there. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. My sisters, um, the, the, the exodus of um, Israel was one of the greatest move ever. When God spoke to Abraham in the book of Genesis and said, leave your family and I will make you great. I will bless you. All nations will be blessed through your life. You and your wife, you'll be father of nations and your wife, Sarah, shall be mother of nations. And you will no more be called Abram and Sarai, Sarai, but you will be now called Abraham and Sarai, Sarah. God promised him and he gave him this, this, that which we're reading here. And he said, 400 years your children, your descendants, shall be slaves in a certain nation. But I will surely deliver them. And they will be at this very place where you are at, of which Abraham camped in. What do they call them? He, he just camped. He didn't have a house. He did not build a house. The Bible says he was looking for a city or a home of which the foundation is built of God, the heavenly foundation. He wasn't looking for what a person um, could build. Abraham, Abraham fasted from the wealth, from the riches of having, he could have built, the Bible says he was very wealthy. He could have built a palace. He could have built a big house. Where in the promised land? Because God showed him. He said, right here, right here in this promised land that I'm, I'm giving you. But Abraham camped. He was in camping um, um, canvases all the time. Abraham never built a house. But the glory of God was always with him and around him. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. God promises this pillar of cloud, this pillar of fire, this glory, this his presence will never leave us nor forsake us. We saw that it was true to the apostles in the book of Acts chapter 2. Ever since the glory came upon them, or should we say the fire, it was more like the pillar of fire, but in a form of tongues. When it said on each and every one of them, it was enough until they left this earth. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. And so now here, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. The book of Exodus talks about the journey of deliverance from the world to saving God. This by the Israelites. And now our own starts the Exodus. It starts in the book of Acts. Um, together with the disciples, when the glory was given, <laughs> Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. It wasn't just given unto them. When heaven opened up, it was opening up for everybody else. Who would come to the knowledge of God? Who would serve? 
the Most High God. You are on Radio Pulpit with me, Esther. Be blessed. Be blessed. Receive. There is a great, great glory and presence of God right now as I'm ministering right now. There is a great receive that. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in the book of Exodus, we see this promise. We see this manifest. And uh, notice once the glory is there, God, God wants you to do something. And now you have to be confident to do what? Speak the word where in every situation, where, as the Apostle Paul would say it in the epistles, in season and out of season. I'll show where it says that, the glory of God. It's for a purpose, but not for us to be children anymore. Father this, oh, Father that, oh, Father that. It is fine. We are continuing to pray and cry unto God, but... God wants us to be men and women. Ha, bless the Lord. Grown-ups, eat meat, chew meat, speak it anyway. I always marvel, and I've got to give you an example. I always marvel at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel when they were thrown, the three were thrown into the furnace of a fire that was made to be a burning world seven times. Then it was to be the norm. And Daniel, when he was to be thrown into the um, den of lions, I always marvel, you will not see anywhere that they went and prayed. Oh God, they're now throwing us into the fire. Oh God, the, the, the leadership of this nation. Oh God, and we are slaves here. And God, we have no rights. You know, Christians, you have so many words that sound nice and accurate, but they don't move God. Bless the Lord. You know, others would say even by fire, by force, by fire, by force. No, no, no. Christ Jesus would just say, speak to the rock. <laughs> God said, speak to the rock, to Moses. And so we just have to speak the word, whether you shout it or whether you speak it softly, it's in your heart. It's in your connection with the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God is there, he will do the work. If you speak it, though, outside the presence of God, it won't be effective. I don't care how anointed you are. That's why what we do, we have to be careful that it's in line with what, what God says. In the now, today, that's why he says, don't look at tomorrow. Don't look at yesterday. Look at today. Look at today. Today, we're discussing the glory of God, the presence of God. And now we're going to be discussing how do we move when the glory of God is there. This is in the next chapter. Don't miss out as we take one step at a time led by the Spirit of God. This is Radio Pulpit. Until we meet next time. The words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM. 657 AM, radio for believers in action.